The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the most nutritious hour of business talk all week. This is Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. Your host and moderator is Bonnie D. Graham. You'll hear from the innovators who have learned to use game-changing technologies to shake up the status quo and help move today's businesses in new directions. Now, here's Bonnie D. Graham. Welcome, 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 welcome. There's a clue for you. The buzz today, the only way to predict the future is to have power to shape the future. That's a quote from Eric Hoffer, American moral and social philosopher and author of 10 books. So let's get started. If you're wishing and hoping, dreaming and praying for a real crystal ball... Uh, let's see. From real crystal ball to get a sneak peek at what 2017 may bring for your company, your industry, and the world. Stay tuned because we have the next best thing. Today is December 7, 2016, and next week on December 14th, and then three weeks in January, the 4th, 11th, and 18th, you will hear a total of more than 75 thought leaders sharing lightning speed predictions on the technologies, on the strategies, on the trends that can help you and your company, your business, your industry, your part of the world grow and compete better in 2017 and beyond. We call this predictions on steroids, and you're about to find out why. So live today, I'm bringing you predictions from 15 thought leaders, and we've got a whole bunch more in the next four shows. So pour yourself a cup of Joe, Earl, Dom, whatever's in your cup, and we'll find out what our panelists are drinking. And join us today for part one of SAP Game Changers Radio 2017 Predictions Live. My first set of guests are on the line. We're going to be speaking in a minute with Gray Scott, a New York-based futurist, techno-philosopher, emerging technology expert, the founder and CEO of SeriousWonder.com, and who does the Discovery Channel, CBS News, the Washington Post, and Psychology Today call when they want to know about the future? It's Gray Scott. Joining us also is Otto Shell, global SAP business architect and SAP Center of Excellence lead at GM. He's a member of the board of directors of SAP's German-speaking users group, and I know he has a tricked-out SUV, and he loves techno music. Jonah Manning is also joining us, the CEO and founder of People Ops Consulting. He is a serial founder of companies who exited his first company in 2005 at the age of 23. Do the math. He's active in the private equity space and is the loudest voice in what he feels is a major shift about to hit critical mass in the way companies buy. And rounding out the panel, not with us, but I'll be reading his predictions, Sean Stuger, Chief Operating Officer of Boots Capper LLC, who was an Air Force officer for 25 years and retired honorably in 2015 as a colonel. So let's get started. Grace Scott, how are you today? I'm doing well, Bonnie. Thanks for having me. We're delighted. It's about time we get you on a special. So, Gray, I'm going to put you on a two-minute clock. We would love to hear predictions from our, your, today you're our futurist of record. So, Gray, talk to us. 2017, what's happening? A lot. <laughs> 2017 is going to be a really exciting uh, and sort of uh, paradigm shifting year, I think for for everyone. 
Um, I came up with a list of just a couple of my, my favorite ideas that I think we're going to see in 2017. And uh, those things are automation, decentralization, dematerialization, and simulation. So those are the four areas that I'm really expecting to see huge shifts. And the first one I want to talk about is automation. Of course, we all know that Foxconn uh, has recently replaced 60,000 of its workers with robots. And those, those jobs are not coming back. Um, I think 2017 is the year that we face the automation revolution, where we realize that it's true, that it's actually happening, that, that the machines are taking jobs. Uh, so we're going to see a lot of that in 2017. Uh, decentralization is going to continue. Uh, we're going to see the breakdown of central hubs, and we're going to see more people uh, being able to, to make their own uh, paths uh, in the digital world, so we're going to see that. Uh, dematerialization is going to continue, where things are going to obviously get smaller. Uh, I think we're going to see hardware uh, thinner, lighter, new materials are, are coming on the market. We're seeing materials like stretchable electronics, which mm. imagine what that could do for wearable technologies. Wow. And finally, the simulation. Uh, AR and VR is going to be everywhere in 2017. We're already starting to see it, but there's a new set of uh, glasses that are coming on the market for, from several different companies, and we're going to start seeing the average person on the street wearing these glasses. Wow. We're we going to have uh, stretchables. Any idea where those are going to go, the stretchable electronics, uh, Gray? Are we going to have them well, in our sweat, uh, sweatpants? Are we going to have them on our wristbands? Are we going to have them uh, – where, where would they be most applicable in your opinion? Well, we're going to have it everywhere. I think we've talked about on shows before with the IoT that it's, it's going to be ubiquitous. So everything is going to be computing in the future, whether it's your shoes, whether it's your clothes, whether it's a digital tattoo or a temporary tattoo that you wear to monitor your health. Everything will be digitizing all the time. So the, the idea of AI being something that you can point at is sort of a misnomer. I think AI will hide in ubiquity in 27, in 2017, it will start to fade into the background, as we've talked about before. So I think the stretchables are going to be everywhere, but you can imagine that the stretchables are going to be in, in wearable technologies in places that we never thought we could use them before. Gray, thank you very much. Very exciting predictions. And now you stick around. We're going to ask you what you're drinking in just a minute. Otto Shell at GM and SAP, German-speaking users group. Otto, talk to me. What are your predictions, please? Two minutes, Go. Yeah, a lot of people talk about analytics, effectiveness, performance, talk about data insights, uh, robotics, and process mining. But to me, this is not digitalization. We are still not there that we really think it end-to-end. -end. So what is my prediction? Very simple. We will see that uh, value generation will be the customer digitalization. This means what the customer is coming in and out. On the other side, when we go into the digital transformation, what we see normally at the end, I see it simply at the process rationalization, putting both together, the, the value innovation with customers, putting it together with the really process rationalization, what we heard before, and to get automatization will change the business. I call it, and some friends of mine I'm talking to, we will start to call it social architecture. What does it will bring together? It will bring the integrated view on on services. It's not only the wearable, it's also, what does it mean to us? We talk a lot about production of, of lot one, so the, the uh, sensitized uh, uh, tool for you, 
But I think you cannot change always your shirt just to be one another color. So you you need to do something around it, and that may be variables. We will talk about more or less what I, I said last year already. How can we put unused asset into used asset? All the technology putting sensors on will have to connect this. But all over, we have to break down silos. We cannot talk about variables in this industry. We cannot talk about uh, assets in this industry. We have to put them together. So here's my very strong prediction. Social architecture means we will talk about how do companies change their financials in a way that it's strongly connected with no intermediate of people of uh, whatever. So bookkeeping on a, on a platform for companies which have closed business. We will talk about uh, does a robot need to pay taxes? If he takes my work away, it's fine, but does he pay taxes so that I will survive? So we have to go in the social environment. So again, it's all about moving away from the product on one side to service, but moving the picture away from the product to the end consumer, which is integrated already in this kind of Internet of Things. So putting this layer together is my prediction. Let's call it social architecture. Wonderful. I can only imagine how a robot would read if they're in the U.S., Otto, how they would read their 1040, <laughs> although maybe it'll be simplified and the rest of us will be able to read it, too, when they're getting ready to pay their taxes. Be still my heart. Thank you, Otto. Shell, Jonah Manning, you're up next, CEO and founder of People Ops Consulting. Jonah, two minutes. What do you see on the landscape for 2017? I think in 2017, the theme's going to be out with the old, and end with the even older. Hmm. So uh, I see a shift happening uh, in the way consumers spend that it's going, it's going to lead double digits towards products with integrity. And I think speaking to uh, what Gray said about uh, automation, I think seeing products that are made by hand will start to become, to have a, it's a whole new meaning to it. Uh, and it's not just, you know, non, you know, or, or human-made products. I think, you know, any product with integrity that's sourced, uh, you know, uh, with, with sustainability in mind and things like that, I think it's going to bridge a tremendous value more so than it has in the past. And I think we'll start seeing consumer spend really dictating to the market that these things are valuable um, even though they come at a higher price point. So I, I, I see that happening, and I also see the trend of how those transactions happening start to blur. I see boutique shops starting to get more sophisticated in how they sell through modern tools like mobile-first strategies, and I see larger big-box retailers start to glean uh, some smaller boutique strategies. So I see the lines starting to blur rapidly, both from product selling direct, uh, boutique selling through, through, through almost a quasi-omni-channel style, and the large big box moving towards uh, more of the, 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 not necessarily higher end, but more of the customer service first, um, you know, type of tone versus, you know, buy here just because it's the cheapest. 
Thank you very much. Great predictions, Jonah. And I have some predictions to read from our panelist who was not able to make it called Out of Town on Business, Sean Stuger at Bootscapper. Let me just read a couple highlights. In 2017, we will continue to see the continued exponential growth in mobility and artificial intelligence. The confluence of these technologies will mean consumers will have greater access to better products and services through their mobile devices. He adds, the mobile phone will increasingly become the ubiquitous primary computing device for everyone. In conjunction with mobile services, people will continue to utilize messaging platforms to further reduce the need for emails and phone calls. Uh-huh. Similar to other industry consolidations, there will be a continued expansion of messaging service companies in 2017. Companies will invest more in B2B capabilities. And one last one, we believe that computing in 2017 for the next 10 years would be defined by advances in mobility and AI. The intersection of AI and messaging will continue to grow, and AI will be able to hold a conversation instantaneously at near-human levels. Thank you, Sean Stuger. Uh, Gray Scott, what are you drinking for New Year's? Tell me fast. I'm probably going to be drinking lots of coffee. (laughs) Any special brand? Any special kind? Uh, No, I'm I'm really sticking to my coffee with almond milk. That's, That's my staple. Okay, thank you. I'm going to skip over to Jonah Manning. Jonah, what are you drinking to energize you in 2017? Well, I'm actually trying to cut down on coffee, so I have found the uh, uh, the, the coconut water uh, with the, the specifically the one with pineapple. That's the that's kind of my my go-to switch off of choice right now. Thank you very much, Otto. Shell, yeah. one more chance. What are you yeah. drinking, Otto? We got you back. Coffee, coffee with honey, and over Christmas, coffee with amaretto. Ah, Amaretto, got to get something good in there, good energy. Gray Scott, thank you. Otto Shell, thank you. Jonah Manning, thank you. And Sean Stuger in absentia, thank you very much. In case you're wondering, if you're not a regular here, a regular listener, that was part of our segment called What's in Your Cup Today? We love to know what energizes our panelists. We're going to say goodbye and Happy New Year, Happy Holidays to Gray Scott, Otto Shell, Jonah Manning, and Sean Stuger. I'm Bonnie D. Graham. We've got four more panelists waiting in the wings. They are ready to come on. We're going to be speaking with Dr. Stephen Guillermo Vasquez, Jeremy Thomas, and Sam Perique in just a minute. So let me take a pause that refreshes. Don't even think of touching that dial. We'll be right back. Michael out. business you'll find the experts here voice america business network the time for enterprise mobility is now according to idc by 2013 over 1.19 billion workers worldwide will be using mobile technology comprising 34.9 percent of the workforce the impact of mobility on business is clear increasing numbers of business users are expected to handle critical tasks and decision making in real time no matter where they are SAP and Sybase and SAP Company offer mobile applications and underlying infrastructure with integration to SAP systems for secure access to business processes anytime, anywhere, and on any device. www.sap.com You're enjoying Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. You can send an email to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com 
And you're invited to tweet your questions and comments during and after the show at Twitter, hashtag S-A-P-R-A-D-I-O. Now, let's get back to Coffee Break with Game Changers. Indeed, we're back. This is segment two, part one of five weeks of our SAP Game Changers 2017 prediction special. So excited to be here with my following guests. We're going to be welcoming Dr. Stephen Hunt, Senior VP of Value Realization at Success Factors. He has written two books, Common Sense Talent Management, Using Strategic Human Resources to Increase Company Performance. Who doesn't want that? And Hiring Success, The Art and Science of Staffing Assessment and employee selection. We'll be hearing from him in a minute. Joining Steve on the panel is Guillermo B. Vasquez, Specialist Leader, Senior Manager at Deloitte SAP, LLP. Shout out to Deloitte SAP, Senior Technology Executive. He holds a Master's in Technology Management with specialization in Enterprise Tech Strategy from University of Pennsylvania and the Wharton School. Joining them is Jeremy C. Thomas, Founder and Catalyst at CARUM, C-A-R-O-M. It's a skiing term. Look it up. He believes it's important to embrace the philosophy philosophy of innovation, not the methodology of innovation, to ensure we are present in every moment, to recognize opportunities, to create the most value for the most people. Amen to that. And rounding out this segment, we will be speaking with Sam Parikh, Managing Director, SAP Practice at Deloitte Consulting. He leads Deloitte's S4HANA Finance Capability for the West Coast SAP Practice, and he works closely with finance leaders around the world. So let's get started. Stephen Hunt, welcome to our prediction special. This isn't your first goal around with us. Looking forward to what you have to say. Steve Hunt, 2017, two minutes. Tell us. Thanks. Um, I have three things I'm kind of looking at. First of all, in the technology area, uh, the appification of human capital management technology, we're already seeing an explosion of companies building small, tailored apps for very specific uses that then bolt onto your larger sort of, you know, enterprise core platform. So I think that's really exciting because it's fueling a lot of innovation, which is pretty cool. Um, I think the second one is more process, which is it's a continuation of a lot of what's going on around changes in things like performance management, but I think we're moving away from companies designing processes like a development process or performance management process where it's like step one, step two, step three, to creating tools to support creation of more effective relationships, better role definition, and better access to things like training resources. So rather than sort of telling people what steps to go through, Increasingly, it's like, look, if you want to build your career, you need to define your role, you need to build relationships with people, and you need to use tools to do that. And so things that allow people to kind of do that on their own, um, which is sort of a different approach. It's very more employee-centric as opposed to process-centric. And the last one, I kind of believe the largest societally one, and this is not really a prediction. I guess it is a prediction. I, I, I think we're going to see continuing massive discussion around what to do, particularly in the United States, around um, the the fundamental shift of, you know, we were moving from a manufacturing economy to a knowledge service economy, which we've been doing for years and years, and, you know, you're seeing a lot of things going on where there's this challenge of there's a very large displacement in a lot of different careers due to technology that the sort of middle-skilled, semi-skilled jobs, whether those are in manufacturing or other areas, have been removed due to automation, and as a result, we have very, very high-skilled jobs and lots of lower-skilled jobs, and our economy uh, hasn't adjusted to it yet, and I think we're going to see a lot more conversation about what to do with people over the age of 40 that uh, suddenly are finding themselves the skills they have no longer relevant. Um, So it'll be interesting to see what happens on that, particularly now because 
almost over 20% of our workforce is over the age of 55 now. <laughs> so gonna, that's the first time in history, and so we're dealing with this whole issue of sort of an aging workforce. But Steve, you're scaring me. You said that people over 40 are going to find that their their uh, their skills are no longer relevant. That sounds very scary to me. Quickly, add, add a little bit to that. What's your well, comfort level for them? What's your words of comfort? I think the essence is if, if you should assume that what you're doing now is going to be different in five years. And if what you if you think, oh, I have a job that pretty much what I'm doing now, if it's a skilled job, I'll be doing pretty much the same thing in five years. That means your job is a target for automation. Um, and that's just sort of the, the reality of the pace of the world is we're just, you know, if something is repeatable and it's complex, but it's repeatable, then it can be automated and it should be, and it will be automated probably at some point. So um, I, I still don't think that we've completely shifted this idea across all segments of our society that uh, you just constantly be, you've got to be constantly learning and constantly reinventing yourself. Wow. Okay. Well, uh, words to wisdom, words to the wise. Thank you, Steve Hunt. Now, Guillermo B. Vasquez at Deloitte LLP. Guillermo, two minutes. Tell us your predictions, please. Thank you, Ronnie. So, um, in 2017, we're finally going to to see that the artificial intelligence components, the machine learning, uh, combined with highly sophisticated in-memory uh, platforms that our clients are uh, uh, finally implementing and bring them to life, are going to melt. And what is going to happen is that in 2017 is going to be the year that end-to-end seamless communications and connections of consumers, public, clients, citizens with business leaders and even public officials by providing them with, you know, the direct requirements that it could be uh, through a click, through a happy face in a, in a social media, through a direct requirement via the internet, through a direct uh, requirement in the application, and that will here what is going to be a quick reactions at the speed of thought, uh, and it will trigger information to top leaders in uh, the business communities and industries to take action at the speed of thought. So finally, we're seeing after years that this technology has been melting, that we will start seeing uh, that um, uh, technology um, come in life and benefiting uh, a lot of people uh, yeah, at, all, at all levels, right? So um, I'm talking about uh, digital solutions that are going to be finally uh, available for for the rest of, of the industry, not only the big industries, but the small and medium industries. I'm talking about highly sophisticated IoT and big data uh, running in uh, the new data fabric. In other terms, it's an intelligent fabric that doesn't wait to go through a system, process everything that needs to do, and then came with a reaction. Right now, in the flight, can do those calculations with intelligence and trigger automatically um, transactions and operations and reactions of the, in the systems of the, of the companies, and then just have one manager review it, and the public benefit immediately, or the clients, or the public in general. That's pretty much what I'm seeing, and I'm very excited because it's, it's finally coming all these great technologies together, and I think they are maturing in 2017. It's going to be available for the rest of us. Thank you very much, Guillermo. Very exciting. At the speed of thought, that scares me because I think pretty fast. I don't type that fast, but I think I almost talk as fast as I think. Jeremy C. Thomas, founder and catalyst at Karam or Karam. Jeremy, I've got two minutes for you. Go. All right. Thank you, Bonnie. Uh, 
just a, I think I agree. Um, there's the, we, we hear a lot about um, machine learning and, and AI and these things. I, I think they will continue to accelerate. I don't want to focus on those, but I think they're very relevant to what I, I do want to focus on. And, and I think you know, the idea that has been kind of toyed around the last couple of years of digital transformation, uh, it's not really fully been um, really embraced at, at a lot of companies. It's a lot of talk. Not everyone understands exactly what it is. And I think that these things that we're talking about, this technology, uh, machine learning, AI, and, and all those things, are going to finally put enough pressure next year on to companies that they realize that they have to focus on the human side of these things. And it was referenced, I think, uh, Stephen uh, mentioned it, but, but the idea that you need to be thinking about the, the workers. And really, this is going to be a transformation and a change next year that requires us to completely reimagine what work means. And, and that's for existing uh, employees and existing companies to really think, you know, it's not just about adopting technology, but how is it that my, my employees can even work? Because I don't think we know what that means yet in a more digital world. And to that end, as someone who does, you know, a lot of innovation design thinking kind of approaches, Quite honestly, design thinking is being used in a lot of cases just to create efficiencies and operational excellence in existing scenarios. It's reimagining what's already in the box. I think next year we finally see people realize at big companies that they're not doing it justice and there has to be a segmentation. That's good work, but we need to be doing the stuff that changes the paradigm, and that's a different approach than what's being done at most places now. Thank you very much, Jeremy Thomas. And Sam Parikh, I saved two minutes for you, and we're on a tight schedule. Go ahead, Sam. Thanks, Bonnie. I think I have uh, three predictions. First, on a broader level, I think uh, volatility and digitization will become new norms. By volatility, I mean global volatility like Brexit or tax uh, policy changes coming in here on a more domestic level or regulatory changes coming in like the revenue recognition, all these accounting, even further becoming more technical there. Uh, this will drive the processes. This will drive the, the thoughts. And digitization along with that will drive the businesses to think differently. I mean, as uh, other uh, panelists are mentioning, because it's going to change the way the business works, the processes are done. So second thing is, Technology that we have been talking about, you know, in-memory computing, the cloud computing, I think that is that is becoming an all will, will further advance. In 2017, what that will drive at the, at the company level will be a change in the business model. You know, your lines between, uh, between different departments or line of businesses will become, become blurry. And it will drive the companies to rethink their processes into in-process integration, start thinking about real-time alerts, you know, um, and in, in finance, as you talk about, like, lights out finance, you know, completely changing the finance processes and automation. So I think that will be a driving factor in 2017. And lastly, I think we have all touched on talent. I think the, the talent, um, more in terms of the skill set, will change. Uh, what we need, because as the work is changing, I think the skills we will require will change, and that will drive the hiring decisions. Uh, that might even get into causing the skill labor shortage. 
uh, in the in the 2017. Thank you very much. We have just enough time. Thanks, Sam. Just enough time for what are you going to be drinking next year to energize you, Dr. Stephen Hunt? Go. Uh, coffee. <laughs> just coffee. come on. Anything special with milk, with sugar, uh, with agave? Four years, what? I'm going to have Argyle Champagne, which is a local Oregon champagne. But whoa, I got to look that up. You know, I lived in Eugene for a bunch of years. I have to look that up. Thank you, Guillermo B. Vasquez. What are you drinking in the new year? I will take a fabulous cinnamon dolce latte coffee with no whip. Ooh. Oh, add the whip for me and I'll, I'll join you. Jeremy C. Thomas, what are you drinking in the new year? You know, I'm a sucker for a good dark roast, but it's still three weeks left in the in this year, and I'm open to see what else pops up in the meantime. Fantastic. It's funny, but 90% so far of all of our panelists talk about coffee. I thought we'd have champagne, cocktails, and, and custom micro-brews. Sam Parikh, <laughs> what are you drinking in the new year? What's going to be exciting for you? McCollin 18. That's, okay. Uh, that's the start of my choice for the new year. Thank there. We got a little booze in there. Thank you very much, gentlemen. I want to wish you a happy New Year, happy holidays, backwards and inside out. Stephen Hunt, Guillermo Vasquez, Jeremy Thomas, Sam Perico, and Bonnie D. Graham. We are ready to go to our next segment. I'll be welcoming Rick Varner, Alan Cantor, Simon Bain, and Professor Rajiv Srinivasan. So don't even think of touching that mouse, that app, that dial. Go have a quick drink. You don't want to miss the rest of our predictions. We got a lot more. Michael out. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network the time for enterprise mobility is now according to idc by 2013 over 1.19 billion workers worldwide will be using mobile technology comprising 34.9 percent of the workforce the impact of mobility on business is clear Increasing numbers of business users are expected to handle critical tasks and decision-making in real time, no matter where they are. SAP and Sybase and SAP Company offer mobile applications and underlying infrastructure with integration to SAP systems for secure access to business processes anytime, anywhere, and on any device. www.sap.com You're enjoying Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. You can send an email to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet your questions and comments during and after the show at Twitter, hashtag SAPRADIO. Now, let's get back to Coffee Break with Game Changers. There we are. Welcome back to our very special edition, week one of five weeks of Predictions 2017. Love this. Everybody gets two minutes on the clock to share their predictions. Everyone on this show has been a guest on one of our Game Changers series this year. Let me tell you who's on this segment, number three. Here we go. Rick Varner, Senior Executive Partner at Gartner Incorporated, is a strategy and transformation leader specializing in modern technology delivery and the shift to digital strategy. Rick is also a professional engineer, an 
active volunteer and an experimental aviation enthusiast. I hope that means keeping the wings up while you're in the air. A second joining us on the panel is Alan Cantor, VP of Business Development at Checkpoint. He's responsible for building an ecosystem of security solutions that work with and integrate with Checkpoint Solutions. And he holds a BA in Computer Science and an LLB from Tel Aviv University. Third on the segment, Simon Bain, CEO of Search Your Cloud. He has invented award-winning search and security applications, including an innovative parallel processing search engine. Simon holds two patents for search technologies and three patents in security and business methodologies. And rounding out our panel is Professor Rajiv Srinivasan, an adjunct faculty in innovation at the Indian Institute of Management in Bangalore. He is also the chief consultant running an electronics hardware incubator set up by the Indian government to increase creation of electronics products from India. So let's get started. Rick Varner, Gartner, welcome Rick. Predictions, two minutes. Let's go. Hey, Bonnie. Welcome. Uh, thanks for inviting me back. It is Pleasure. a very exciting time right now. A lot going on. I have two broad game-changing predictions. One is in the category of digital intelligence. The other in what I call digital blending. In digital intelligence, as some of the other panelists have outlined, we have some exciting developments happening in artificial intelligence, just uh, the whole area of machine learning and the implications around robots and the, the the evolution of robots that we're going to see in our daily life. More uh, broadly, this evolution in intelligent applications, in particular on our mobile devices and other applications, this development around uh, virtual personal assistance, I believe is going to transform into virtual technical assistance, particularly in the medical field and in complex uh, areas where decision-making is often a very difficult to make. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to see a continued evolution of things around chatbots, uh, for example, the kind of things we're starting to see with um, uh, Facebook's Messenger application. And then, of course, uh, not, to, not to forget our sponsors here, you know, in the enterprise application area, we're going to see the application of machine learning and AI and analytics continue to evolve and really make a profound impact. So I'm I'm very excited about those items as well. Uh, under the area of digital blending, we're going to see this blending of the digital and the, the physical worlds come together. Uh, one of the earlier panelists talked about virtual reality, augmented reality. That is just going to balloon in 2017. That's my prediction. We're going to see a lot more in digital twins, this digital documentation of a physical thing and how we actually can uh, understand it better. So that's, that's my basic predictions for 2017. Thank you very much. And, Rick, I'm going to ask you to repeat what you said. What is that last blending statement? I want to tweet it right now. Uh, digital twins is blending between the physical and the, and the virtual world. We're going to see much more of this together on the category of digital blending. Thank you very much. I just got it. Everybody, I'm tweeting at hashtag SAP Radio. Go take a look. Thank you, Rick. Bring on now Alan Cantor at Checkpoint. Alan? Predictions, two minutes, go. Okay, so I, I agree with Rick and the previous speakers about the implications of artificial intelligence. This is definitely where we see a lot of changes. I will focus on the implications on security and our predictions to security in two fields. One is mobile and the other is IoT, Internet of Things. 
So on mobile, uh, the attacks are already here, and uh, it's amazing to see that most people and most organizations are not preparing themselves for uh, for what we see. And uh, just last week, we, we uncovered a, a, a huge campaign that is uh, uh, got a hold of uh, one million smartphone uh, devices around the world, and uh, that's a huge number of devices that are uh, owned by attackers, by hackers who can uh, control and do whatever they want with the phone. And yet, most people and most organizations, if we look at the enterprise, do not protect devices of their employees, and people do not protect their own devices as well. And um, I predict that in 2017, we will see a change there, and we will see more and more organizations uh, deploying security measures to protect uh, against attacks that uh, target the, the, the smartphones and, and mobile devices. The, the other field where we see a lot of changes and a lot of uh, implications for security is what we call IoT, or uh, Internet of Things, devices, medical devices, smart TVs, coffee machines, which we mentioned in our previous call, toasters, and uh, those devices are getting more and more uh, connected to the Internet. They become smarter, and they become essentially sim very similar to mobile devices. And we already see today that these uh, devices are being used to launch attacks and are also being a, a target for other attacks. And uh, we, we think that going forward in uh, 2017, we'll see more attacks and more measures against those attacks and a lot of activity around devices and IoT. Thank so you very much, Alok. Yeah. I appreciate that very much. Simon Bain, search your cloud. Talk to me. Two minutes. What do you see? Uh, mine follows directly on for Allens, which is quite handy. Um, I actually see that <laughs> as companies more and more ignore security threats or just um, pay piecemeal to them that people will start to actually take security seriously so end, end users individuals will start to take their security online more seriously and start to demand that companies actually do something when they're housing their data um, currently it, it would seem that a lot of companies just pay lip service to it and I think people are going to start to actually realize that their data is important and it's worth a lot of money to them and that they will start to to rise up and say hold on a minute this is our data we want it to be secure in exactly the same way as they look after their purses, their cameras, their wallets in the real world. So a very short prediction, but mine is that people will start to actually take security seriously, which they're not at the moment. Thank you very much. That's it? That's all you got? We're a little bit that's ahead of it. schedule. I, I think that's to me, that's the most important one is that, that I really do believe that people will start to look at their security and say, hold on a minute, you're, you're running roughshod over what is my information. You're making money out of my information, yet you're not housing it securely. You're not putting it on my mobile device securely. You're not taking it in the transport securely. I'm going to take that, that responsibility myself. And if that means stopping using your service, that's what I'm going to do. Thank you very much. Let's go to what's in your cup today. Rick Varner, tell me, what's exciting? Everybody's been mentioning coffee so far. I expect we had one scotch drinker, and nobody's talked about champagne, or well, one champagne, cocktails or anything. So, Rick Varner at Gartner, what's in your cup for New Year's, Rick? Tell me something really exciting. 
So, Bonnie, in my cup right now is a typical coffee with a little eggnog, but not to disappoint, on New Year's we may slip in a little Jack Daniels just to, just to spice it up a little bit. Oh, my goodness. Is this homemade eggnog, or is this something out of a, a bottle or out of a carton? Tell me. I have to say it's out of a carton. Uh, my wife has a very particular brand that she likes, and, uh, of course, we consume it in far too large quantities at this time of year. I want to know the brand. Come on. Whose brand is it? If it's that good? I think it's like a Kroger brand, I believe. (laughs) That's fine. That's fine. Okay, good. We'll take that. Thank you. It sounds exciting. Alon, what are you having for New Year's or for in the New Year? What drink is powering you? Don't want to be a a cliche, but it's usually coffee, but uh, for a toast, I would take uh, red wine. Come on, more. What kind of red wine? A Merlot, a, 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 a Pinot Noir, or what are you? What are you having? A red, sweet red. What are you having? Actually, everything goes. If it's red, I prefer red. So, <laughs> no, <laughs> no special uh, requirements. If it's red, it's okay with me. I I appreciate you're an equal opportunity red wine drinker. Thank you, Simon Bain. What are you drinking? I'm very boring. I'm afraid I have Jacob's Wonderbar, freshly ground Phil's coffee. I'm waiting in my nice new. An espresso machine with the um, reusable pods. So that's, oh. what, that's what's going to be powering me. Reusable pods? What's that? Reuse- Tell me fast. It, 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 they're stainless steel pods, which means you don't oh. have to worry about the, the standard coffee that comes with the machine. And I can go and get my favorite Jacob's Wonder Bar and grind it fresh when I need it and yes. stick it in the pod and stick it in the machine. A perfect cup comes out every time. Thank you. That sounds delicious. I have one of those machines where I have to buy sleeves. I'm not going to mention the bread. I love the machine. Sleeves of uh, of the pods, 10 at a time. And uh, it's interesting to me that I, I understand they're supposed to be recyclable. So I have bags and bags and bags of pods that are used. The, the end machine, which is the one I have, go online. There are stainless steel reusable pods, and they're very, very, very good. Okay, well, you know, that's right. It, it is the end. And, but I have bags and bags of pods that have already yeah. been used. And, and to get a parking spot at the local store where you can set, bring them to recycle them is almost impossible. I wish I could predict that they would let me reserve a parking spot <laughs> digitally. I know people are doing this. Digitally reserve a spot so I can drop off my damn pods. I must have 500 of them sitting here. Okay, God I'm knows gonna, what they look. Change my prediction. There we go. Yes. New, app to cre- new app created now. There you go. There's a new app. I want to thank so much Rick Varner at Gartner, Alon Cantor at Checkpoint, Simon Bain at Search Your Cloud, Professor Rajiv Srinivasan. We sort of heard him a little bit. Rajiv, we're sending you happy holidays and New Year wishes. Thank you to the four of you. And coming up next, our closing segment, we'll be speaking with Todd Acevedo at SAP Success Factors, Barbara O'Kane also at Success Factors, and Mark Narona at SAP Startup Focus. So don't even think of touching that app, that mouse, that dial, however you're listening. You don't want to miss these. Michael out. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. 
The time for enterprise mobility is now, according to IDC. By 2013, over 1.19 billion workers worldwide will be using mobile technology, comprising 34.9% of the workforce. The impact of mobility on business is clear. Increasing numbers of business users are expected to handle critical tasks and decision-making in real time, no matter where they are. SAP and Sybase and SAP Company offer mobile applications and underlying infrastructure with integration to SAP systems for secure access to business processes anytime, anywhere, and on any device. www.sap.com When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're enjoying Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. You can send an email to bonnie.d.gram at sap.com. And you're invited to tweet your questions and comments during and after the show at Twitter, hashtag SAPRADIO. Now, let's get back to Coffee Break with Game Changers. Here we are, rounding out a fourth segment of our Week 1 of 2017 Prediction Specials. Here are my guests for the closing segment. First up, we'll be speaking in a moment to Todd Acevedo, an HCM strategist for SAP Success Factors. He has published articles and editorials for industry magazines, including Workforce, Paytech, HR Executive, and IHRIM Link. Todd holds a pre-law degree from the University of California at Santa Barbara. Join, speaking of Barbara, that's an interesting segue. Barbara O'Kane is joining us. She's a global strategic advisor also at SAP Success Factors. Barbara has a varied background, including serving as CHRO for multinational organizations. She's also a psychologist and a court-appointed mediator. She earned a JD degree from University of Denver School of Law, where she received the John Philip Lynn Labor Arbitration Law Award and the American Judas Prudence Labor Law Award. That's a mouthful. Rounding out the panel is Mark Norona at the SAP Startup Engagement Lead for SAP Startup Focus program. He was just on the air with me yesterday on Startup Focus with Game Changers. He knows the startup mindset and lifestyle firsthand because Mark is a co-founder of a company called Raya, R-A-A-Y-A Design, an innovation and design firm based in San Francisco. He holds a bachelor's in computer engineering degree from University of Pune, P-U-N-E, India. So let's get started. Todd Acevedo, delighted to have you back. Todd, what are your predictions for 2017? I'm giving you two minutes. Go. All right. Thank you, Bonnie. Thank you for having me. Well, I've got uh, three kids and a beautiful, uh, awesome wife. And uh, with the Christmas tradition coming up, it's time to buy gifts. So I spend uh, uh, my time these days, uh, and when I say time, I mean probably the total of 45 minutes on Amazon. The kids don't know how I nail it every time. Uh, I did it last year, uh, doing it this year. Um, What I do is I find out what they want. I go into Amazon, uh, but I don't ask them a, for a list. I just say, give me one thing. Amazon tells me that whoever bought that will buy this, something else, this other thing. And furthermore, whoever bought that will look at this, this, and this. And so I use that to uh, fill, their, fill their gift baskets. And, I, and last year I nailed it that way. And hopefully the 45 minutes I spent online uh, and all the UPS drivers coming down the driveway will, will predict some more success for me um, under the Christmas tree this year. I, I say all that because I see that coming to HR. Um, we, we talk about machine learning and robotic pre- learning and all the types of, uh, the, you know, kind of the things in the future we've been talking about for a couple of years now. 
I see for the first time uh, products coming to market. Uh, intelligent services is a great example of one where it, there's machine learning that will watch what HR does and will re, you know, suggest or request the next item coming and even build out complete processes so that, just like me, uh, they can spend more time in relationship with their customer versus doing HR operations, and that should transform HR just like it's transformed our family from having to go uh, do Black Friday or uh, you know any kind of painful shopping experience. Uh, we really relax around that time and spend that time in relationship, and so too do uh, uh, HR folks when they're able to get rid of the HR operations part of their job and look at uh, robotic or machine learning, uh, picking up those very routine mundane tasks that keep them away from the more strategic uh, relationship part of their job. So I'm looking forward to more robotics, more machine learning uh, coming from a vendor near you. Wow, very, very interesting. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, that's exciting, Todd. Let's go to Barbara O'Kane. Barbara, we'd love to have your predictions, and uh, maybe you'll tell us what, you're, what kind of a hat you're going to be wearing in 2017 with your varied career. So, Barbara, predictions, go. Well, thanks so much, and I can't help but think that Todd's got to be an Amazon Prime member, so all that free shipping. <laughs> let me, let me, you know, you can't help but filter this, or I can't help but filter this as a, as a lawyer and former CHRO. I think the labor pendulum is going to swing back, and that's going to uh, affect a lot of us in, in HR. And that fact alone was validated today by the appointment of... Um, a, uh, an attorney who served uh, on the Bush administration. Yes, I'm going to wander dangerously into political waters. Um, <laughs> okay, dear. This guy's name is Nathan, Nathan Mayrains, and he was a, an outspoken um, uh, Obama labor regulations attorney. Well, he's been appointed to Trump's labor transition team, I think, as of yesterday. And I think you're going to see Trump and his administration go after unions like we've never seen before. And it, and it sort of makes sense because Trump himself, personally, his businesses, his family, have lost millions upon millions of dollars because of unions. And he's going to apply that to the rest of the country. I also would be nervous if I had anything to do with affirmative action plans and the EEOC. I think you're going to see some tightening around them. And then finally, I think um, you're going to see, um, we, uh, he's talked a great deal about the welfare to work programs. Um, we've never really had those strongly executed or implemented in the U.S., but I, I would suspect and predict that we're going to see some pretty strong uh, tax incentives for employers who um, will hire the, if you will, unemployable or underemployable and, um, and help work on those projects to get our country back um, with its infrastructure running strongly again. So that's going to have a lot of implications for um, senior HR folks because it's going to have, uh, it's going to affect um, who we hire, how we hire them. And, uh, and how we manage them. So those would be my predictions. Wow, very, very interesting. Yes, you did get dangerously close, but we're live, so that's the way it is. Thank you very much, Barbara. And let's turn to, but a very interesting, Mark Nerona, a Startup Focus Program. Mark, love to hear your predictions for startups. What's coming down the pike? Is it going to be a good year, a bad year, or always a great year for startups in 2017? Mark? Oh, it's always a great year for startups. Um, and... I suspect 2017 will be no anomaly there. Um, from a startup perspective, I think um, 
or from inhuman enterprise. I keep on going to see this 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 journey that we had around real time. I think this journey is going to continue strongly, uh, and it's going to go in the direction of real time all the time, everywhere. Um, so we're going to therefore in 2017. I think the cloud, which has now become uh, part of our vocabulary and our ethos, is just going to become even more so, um, and it. Going to have a profound impact. Continue to have a profound inter- uh, impact on the enterprise. Um, there's a lot in the enterprise which is not real time, and I think that portion of the enterprise is going to be under attack. It is going to find itself, um, you know, the disparate applications. These islands of information that exist within the enterprise are consistently going to start being moved in a manner that uh, there is the ability to see. And analyze and provide analytics on all of that on an ongoing basis. So it's going to have a profound impact on application architectures. And I think in 2017 we'll finally be able to define what we mean by saying that our applications are now driven by AI, or our enterprise architectures are driven by AI. I don't think we're quite there yet. We're still experimenting with it. But in 2017 we'll see a lot more of AI emerge in reality in the enterprise. And one of the things that I personally am hoping to see is this concept of an enterprise assistance. You know, uh, we've all been talking about, and we've seen the emergence of personal assistance. But I think for employees within enterprises at jobs, we'll start seeing in 2017 enterprise assistance, our own personal assistance that will help us do our jobs, our real jobs, better. Um, so that's one portion of what I what, what I felt. We'll see. Mm-hmm. The second piece is around the virtual world. I believe that the virtual world, which is currently kind of constrained by our devices, it will start emerging from our devices out into reality surrounding us. So we're going to see an even stronger blend between the physical and the virtual world. Um, yes, IoT will continue to scale. We'll see a lot more drones, um, but I think. Uh, one of the things where we'll see explosive action in is in the entire vision space: augmented reality, virtual reality, low-cost hologram, hologram technology. These things will most probably start causing something for 2018 and beyond. And my personal uh, belief to a question you asked earlier in the day of mm-hmm. where will wearable technology, uh, which direction will it head? I believe. We will all be wearing contact lenses in the future. Um, let's see if that comes true or not. Um, Thank you, Mark. We're we're out of time. We're out of time. I have to ask uh, the three of you quickly. What are you drinking for the New Year, Todd Acevedo? Quickly, talk to me. What drink will be in your cup in 2017? Well, I always have in the morning some Northwest coffee, great Northwest coffee, and then uh, on the day I'll probably be drinking some Russian vodka. Ooh, sounds good. Any particular brand you like? Real fast. Uh, any vodka that's in front of me. <laughs> equal, we had an equal opportunity red wine drinker a few minutes ago. We have an equal opportunity vodka. Er, Barbara O'Kane, what do you be drinking that's in right. the new year? <laughs> Barbara? On the new year, I'm, a, I'm an Italian Prosecco drinker. That's, that's how I toast in the... I'll toast in 2017. Don't really have a brand in particular. I have a good friend who uh, who works the uh, the uh, wine procurement over at um, Trader Joe's, and I just always trust his judgment, and we've always done great 
You've got a friend in high places. I like that. And Mark Nerona, yeah. what will you be drinking in New Year's, Mark? Uh, vodka. This is going to be a vodka year. A vodka year. That sounds good to me. I want to thank the three of you, Todd, Barbara, and Mark, for helping me close the show. To our listeners, we want to wish you happy holidays wherever you are around the world from everyone here at Coffee Break with Game Changers Radio. Mark your calendar next Wednesday, the 14th of December, will be part two of our prediction special. And then we will continue with week three, four, and five on January 4, 11, and 18. Just check back here. And I predict new and exciting Game Changers series in 2017, including 10 Current series that are renewing, we're going to have a series focused on utilities of the future, manufacturing of the future, strategic partnerships for your business of the future, smart cities of the future, and designing the future. So thank you to my 15 smart, savvy, insightful panelists. Shout out to everyone who was kind enough to tweet during the show and all of our 15 guests. Very appreciated. And my colleague Jackie Prouse at SAP on the News Center team is going to be blogging about this, and we're excited that Jackie is listening. Live. So, Jackie, here's a shout-out to you. Happy holidays. And a special shout-out to my, my partner in crime here, Michael, at the Business Channel team at World Talk Radio. We rocked it, Michael. Thank you very much. So, I'm Bonnie D. Graham, and I'm only drinking water, but I think it'll be some sweet red wine for New Year's. I'll tell you more next week. So, here's our call to action, and we really mean it. Fasten your seatbelt. What kinds of stretchable, wearable electronics will be in your seatbelt next year? That's my questionable prediction. What are you waiting for? Do it right now. Go out and be a game changer today. Thanks for listening. Have a great one. Bye-bye. Thanks again for tuning in to Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. To keep the Coffee Break conversation going, tweet your questions and comments to Twitter, hashtag pound sign S-A-P-R-A-D-I-O. Please join your host, Bonnie D. Graham, again next Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.